The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to One Hour at a Time. Recovery begins with education and host Mary Woods is here to educate individuals and families and provide support through the recovery process. Now here's your host, Mary Woods. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to One Hour at a Time. This is Mary Woods, and I'm your host today. Um, I hope you all are in somewhere that's having pleasant weather. I'm in Florida in the midst of the tornado warning. Dr. Gorman is up in northern New York um, getting snow, so we all hope you're somewhere nice and warm. Um, I'd like to introduce our guest today, which is Dr. Patricia O'Gorman, and um, she is a well-renowned person who started in the addiction profession at a very young age, but um, is a very accomplished. She is internationally renowned psychologist. She's a coach and public speaker. She's been recognized for her work with women and children of alcoholics um, with a focus on trauma. Her latest book is The Girly Thoughts 10-Day Detox Plan, The Resilient Woman's Guide to Saying No to Negative Self-Talk and Yes to Personal Power. And it's a prequel to The Resilient Woman, Mastering the Seven Steps to Personal Power, which was published in 2013. And Dr. O'Gorman was on our show in 2014 to talk about that. Um, Dr. O'Gorman, thank you so much for being on our show today. And for this topic... um, Having grown up in the 70s and the 60s and 70s, uh, the role of women has changed, but some things are still the same. So um, thank oh, you yes. for doing and, this. You know, I think it's so appropriate. We're both having stormy weather as we talk about this subject because um, it, the role of women and um, what's happened to us and what my book is about, what we do to ourselves has certainly been stormy over the years, and um, and what we do to ourselves hasn't gotten much better. So I'm so glad we'll be talking about this topic and the name I've given to the role that we have in it, um, what I call our girly thoughts, a slightly obnoxious term, but a memorable Very. one <laughs> to describe that negative inner dialogue that we do to ourselves. And, you know, when I first hear the word girly, I have such a visceral reaction, to negative reaction to that because um, I've tried throughout my life to be so, um, work so hard against that image to be more of an adult and a woman. Um, even today at work, we were in a meeting and um, one of the men said, well, you girls down in Florida and us guys. And it was like, really? I mean, we're both old enough to be your mother, but we're, yes. we're the girls in Florida. And it's like, it just never ends. No, it doesn't. But um, what I address in my book is how through um, a series, you know, a whole network of life events, media, parents, other people in our lives, we have internalized that. And that's what my book speaks to. It speaks to how we have internalized this kind of thinking about ourselves, and we do it to ourselves. And the goal, my goal in writing this book is to identify through, again, this slightly obnoxious term, girly thoughts, um, give it a name, and to hope, in the hope that women can begin to identify when they are doing this with themselves, to themselves, with other women, so therefore they can stop. Um, none of us can control what comes our way, but we can control what we do with it. And as a psychologist working with women over many years, you know, women with addiction issues, women with codependency issues, women just with depression, um, it's, it's, there's a uniform negative inner dialogue, toxic inner dialogue, what do my reviewers called it, an inner trash talk that is pretty common to all women. 
And so that's what I've given a name to. So hopefully by naming it, we can externalize it and gain control over it because it becomes no longer who we are. It's just something we're doing. So what's an example of a girly thought? Well, the first girly thought in my book is I'm fat. <laughs> which any woman in your audience is probably nodding because it's something yeah. we are told on such a regular basis um, through um, you know, women's magazines. At this point, when I buy groceries, as most of us do, and I'm in my checkout line, I just you know glance over at the magazines and start laughing um, because so often... There is some diet, you know, about how to, you know, lose 20 pounds in 14 days. Um, and then there's a picture of the most beautiful cake that, you know, is mouth-watering delicious. <laughs> and that is kind of this push-pull that we have about be thin, bake these cakes for your family and friends, but don't gain weight. And what I say for in my book, the Girly Thought 10-Day Detox Plan, is I give a girly thought, then I tell you why you're thinking that. Um, and in the case of I'm fat, that's because there is a multi-billion dollar industry behind weight loss. And what we all know through personal experience, through the experience of our friends and family and clients, is that these weight loss programs tend not to work. So we are being marketed something very heavily that is not well designed, um, and we buy into it. We buy, you know, countless diet books, um, magazines, and uh, we give up, um, and we get we get heavier. I mean, what what research has shown is, after a woman goes off a diet, she tends to get heavier than she was before she went on the diet. Now, why is that? Well, that's where I think girly thoughts come in. Because we feel so bad about ourselves, we start self-medicating ourselves with food. And, you know, nothing beats depression like chocolate or potato chips or chocolate chip potato chips. <laughs> you, know, it's, you know, it's just ridiculous, but we do it to ourselves. You know, we do it, we buy into this, and I'm saying, listen, girlfriends, don't buy in. Don't buy in anymore. Listen to what's going on and be smarter than the messages you're receiving. Um, so that's the first girly thought. And then there are 15 more in the book over, over you, you know, developed over a 10-day period. Well, there certainly is um, a lot in our culture that supports the body mis- uh, dysmorphic syndrome, and whether it's for men or women, I mean, you see these people who are all buffed out on the men's magazines, and I, and I look around, I travel a lot, I look in airports, and I see very few men that look like those men on the, the men's magazines either, you know, so I think, I think as a culture, we, we are all trying to be this image that Madison Avenue wants us to be, and, and very few people look at it unless, and to me, you, you really... You know, you see people who almost look like they're anorexic, and they're every every actress that you know 15 years ago looked healthy now looks you know unhealthy because they're so thin. I um, you know I I agree with you in that, um, but one of the things we have in terms of body image is we have women starving themselves to death, and that's very rare to see in a man. So even though men and women have body image. Um, issues that come from, you know, our, our marketing um, media. Uh, for some women, this can prove to be deadly as they really try to buy into um, this image, which is at this point digitized. And you know, we, I do not believe you can see a picture of a model in any major magazine that hasn't been altered in some way. Um, you know, we are no longer competing with, you know, other women who may have been, you know, gifted by having a taller body, a leaner body, different muscle tone, uh, you know, better bone structure. You know, we're now competing with unreal women who have been digitally manufactured. Um, I had a woman in a radio show that I did who called in and identified herself as a model. And she said that she wakes up every morning and she looks in the mirror and she feels depressed because she doesn't look like her. 
and she had, I felt so sad for her, and she had equated the um, digital image of her with the real her. But the real us is the us that embodies our body and soul. (laughs) It's not what somebody does in a Photoshop, you know. That's not the real us. That's a representation of us. And so with women, um, we are just, you know, so on the receiving end of these messages to be young. Um, And one of my favorite ads, um, because it's ridiculous, is um, a guy in his 60s that, you know, I'm assuming he's in his 60s. He's got grayish hair and a grayish beard, and he's skydiving and water skiing. And at the end of the, you know, 30-second commercial, he's surrounded by clearly teenagers who are looking at him adoringly, and he's smiling all puffed up and drinks some beer. You know, (laughs) You don't see the reverse of that. You know, you don't see older women surrounded by young men as part of a marketing campaign that is um, no. looking at them adoringly. Um, you know, it's, you know we, we have a very specific image that is all around women, and I'm saying to women, look, um, you don't have to buy into that. That's really not real. It's not what your life says. And it's not really what's going on. It's just a whole, you know, marketing ploy. And it works because it makes us all feel insecure. And then we buy whatever it is because we want to feel better. And we'll be right back after this commercial break with more with Dr. Patricia Gorman talking about girly thoughts and how to combat them. listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family-centered recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Every day we hear about health and nutrition, but it's also confusing. We think we're eating the foods that are good for us, like nuts and berries, and avoiding things that supposedly aren't, like gluten. Yet we still wind up craving poor foods, taking medications, sleeping poorly, and gaining more weight than ever. What could be underlying these health problems? Get the answers. Tune in to Nutritional Wellness Beyond Food with host Lori Hibbard, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back, everyone, to One Hour at a Time. This is Mary Woods. I'm your host today, and our guest is Dr. Patricia O'Gorman, who is an internationally renowned psychologist, a personal coach, and public speaker. She has written a new book called The Girly Thoughts, 10-Day Detox Plan, um, The Resilient Woman's Guide to Saying No to Negative Self-Talk and Yes to Personal Power, which is a prequel to the book that um, she wrote in 2013 called The Resilient Woman, Mastering the Seven Steps to Personal Power. I guess the first uh, question I want to ask you is, um, uh, you wrote The Resilient Woman but then did the prequel. How did that process happen? <laughs> That's a wonderful question. Um, it happened because, of, you know, people in your audience and people like you, Mary, the book came out and what everyone wanted to know more about was about girly thoughts. 
And um, I wrote that book. It's all about resilience. It's seven steps to building your resilience. I introduced the term in, in the resilient woman, girly thoughts. And in each of the steps, I talked about how our girly thoughts, you know, this negative, toxic inner dialogue gets in the way of us accessing our power. And the feedback I got was everyone wanted to know more about girly thoughts. So all of you helped me write this book. Uh, people emailed me and um, spoke to me when I, you know, when I would speak, um, you know, or on radio call-in shows. And, um, it, you know, it, that's where the demand was. So I decided if um, Star Wars could have prequels, I could have a prequel. <laughs> Of course you can. So where do these thoughts come from? Because I think we all have them, um, and, and they're ingrained from childhood. They really are. I mean, what we're talking about, and um, I talk about this, um, you know, in my book, are, you know, the roles that our mothers have, and not because they're, you know, bad or malevolent, but they have this too. I mean, we've all been raised with this concept of being the good girl. And, um, you know, that has taken some very, very specific um, turns in, in each of our families, but that is a concept everyone can nod their head to, being the good girl. And we all knew two things would happen if we weren't a good girl, that we would be in danger and we'd be rejected. I mean, those were the two things, and in danger, um, because bad things could happen to girls who weren't good girls, and it was their fault. And we see that, you know, currently today, um, when we're talking about, you know, sexual assault um, and sex with minors, there's a case currently, I just heard, I think this weekend, um, in California, where a teacher um, had a, an affair um, with a student. Um, an underage student, I think the student was 15. I may have the details slightly off. but um, And uh, the teacher was sentenced um, to prison time um, for this. And the family of the teenager it then filed a civil suit against the school district where the teacher was employed. And the um, grounds for the school system, you know, defending the teacher was that the 14, 15, 16-year-old really gave consent for this sexual relationship. So, so as bizarre as that sounds, um, you know, we, we do have this um, problem, if you will, uh, where girls are really dinged if they do anything. It is their fault. We had, you know, another case, I believe it was Montana, where the girl actually committed suicide after a long-term relationship with her teacher, and her teacher got 30 days in jail. Um, and um, this was after the girl, you know, the affair came out, the trial came out, he got 30 days, she killed herself. And, you know, nothing... So it's real. I mean, this is real. The pressure on women and girls is real. And I think how all of our mothers have tried to protect us is by saying, well, look, if it's all going to be on you, you have to be perfect. You can't do anything wrong. Um, you have to sit with your knees together. You know, you've, you've got to be the good girl um, because if anything happens, it's your fault. And so our mothers have taught us this, but along with teaching us this, they taught us a lot of other things. Um, and it's, I think... At this point in my life, I've been a psychologist for many years. I've often wondered, why do I see mostly women? Why, you know, over all the years, over different places where I have practiced, why is it mostly women who come to psychotherapy? Now, psychotherapy is a great thing. Seeing a psychologist is a great thing. You have a problem, that's a great way to work through the solution. But why is it mostly women? And I think part of that is because we are so told as women that so much of what happens around us is our fault. You know, why are the people who mostly identify as having codependency women? Is that because men, you know, are uniquely insulated in families with trauma? I don't think so. Um, I just think it's that as women we just take it on and take it on. And so one of the ways we take it on is through then continuing the dialogue within us 
about how we did this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and we deserve this and that and the other thing because, you know, we shouldn't have done this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's all this negative, toxic stew in us um, that can lead to some pretty bad outcomes. I mean, we spoke about, um, you know, developing anorexia. I had an 11-year-old in my office not too long ago who was purging herself, um, and I asked her why she was doing this, and she's 11, and she told me she was fat, and she wanted to look like the other girls. So she was going to lose weight, and how she was doing that was by, you know, throwing up after every meal. Um, Pretty serious stuff, you know, pretty serious stuff. So it's our mothers, our families, and then as we talked about in the first segment, all these digitized image of what beauty is that, you know, that aren't real anymore. Um, so these are kind of the root causes of, of this. And, you know, and we're, every, day, every day being beautiful in a certain way is reinforced to us. Um, and it's not helpful. You know, it's you know, all kinds of things are going through my head as you're talking. And there was a young girl who was um, apparently abducted over a year ago in New Hampshire, walking home from school. And she got one letter out to her parents, and there was this massive search for her for almost a year. And then she appeared. And apparently she was held in a container in some guy's backyard. Oh, and, God. you know, the, the family's been very protective of her. And just and, and the, the FBI said she was experienced, you know, horrendous abuse. But now the headline before I came down to Florida was she waited a week to identify her, her um, the guy, the, the perpetrator. Like, okay, she was like 15 or 16 years old when she was abducted and she comes home and she waited a week to identify him. The, the innuendo there is to try to decrease her credibility. Right. Thinking, oh, my goodness. You know, haven't we come farther than that? But apparently we haven't. No, we haven't. And um, so we, if this is what society is going to do to us, we don't have to continue it by doing it to ourselves. That's the point right. of my book, The Girly Thought 10-Day Detox Plan. And um, detox is a specifically strong word because these thoughts that have been reinforced that are very common for women to have are literally poisonous to our well-being. So we really need to learn how to challenge these thoughts, literally one thought at a time. Um, and because it is, it's... It, it's always somehow the girl's fault. And um, my goodness, this poor, poor girl and her poor family. And what about her friends? Um, you know, it, it makes, you know, when that happens, it makes an unsafe situation feel totally o- overwhelming. And, and the other side of that is, at least from my own experience, is, um, you know, once you kind of find your voice and, then you're labeled as, you know, um, you know, either as abrasive or aggressive or the B word, you know. Yeah. So it's like there's no middle ground. You're either the, you have these, you're either the pliant, malleable woman who who takes takes on everything, or you begin to assert yourself and combat some of these spots and say, no, I have a voice and I have a right to 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 say and think what I want. And then then there's a whole other tidal wave of um, stigma that washes over you. Right. Well, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because day eight of of my 10-day plan is called Starring at Work, Developing Confidence in Your Contributions. And how our girly thoughts trip us up at work is that our girly thoughts tell us at work that when we go to work, we have to be popular on some level. It's a continuation of school for us, where if you ask a man why he goes to work, he goes to work to excel, he goes to work to accomplish, he goes to, to work to win. If you ask a woman why she goes to work, she goes to work to be with her friends, she goes to work to help others, and yes, she goes to work to do her job. But it's, we come at this so differently. And one of the things women have to accept is if they're going to star at work, 
they're going to, at this point, in this evolution of who we are as human beings um, in the United States and in Western um, civilizations, negative things are going to be said about her. And so that's just got to be part of what you do. You accept work. So goes you know, you, you say, what okay, we're taught, though, that you, you're going to be called the word and uh, about you. Well, the thing is, if we have a support system outside of work, it makes going to work easier. And support systems can't just be at work. I, at a book signing last week, I had an EAP, an Employee Assistance Program counselor, show up at a book signing I did. And she talked about the fact that a, um, she just oversaw the firing of a woman at work. And what happened was this woman had a fight with her friend at work inappropriate to have a fight at work. But this was her friend, and she didn't see what the big deal was, um, that they kind of duked it out in the hallway. (laughs) Um, You know, it's, and I I mean, I don't think it came to physical blows, but work is work. And as women, you know, we've got to really get that in our head, work is work, that the people we work with are our colleagues and not our friends. And the clips that happen at work are not helpful for us. Right. Right. And we'll be right back after this commercial to talk more about that because um, that's something that we certainly experience here at Westbridge um, over and over again. So we'll be right back after this commercial. Stay tuned. Listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence based practices, consensus practices, and old fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family-centered recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You read about it in health news every day. Cancer rates are going up. Obesity in the U.S. is on the rise. Heart disease and diabetes are top killers every year. We can follow the advice of our doctor, but cravings persist. Weight goes up and energy is still down. It doesn't have to be like this. Tune in for Body Balance Talk with your host, Jeannie Schmidt, along with Lucy and Madeline. You'll learn how you can work with your body to feel better and look better, too. Body Balance Talk airs live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back to One Hour at a Time. This is Mary Woods, and I'm your your host today. And our guest is Dr. Patricia O'Gorman, who is an internationally renowned um, renowned uh, clinical psychologist. And um, 
Dr. Gorman, I also want to put a plug in there for the Adult Children's of Alcoholics uh, program that you helped get started. Uh, right, right. I'm one of the co-founders um, of the National Association for Children of Alcoholics, and uh, which is a national advocacy group that has been in existence for over 30 years. And um, and that started um, with a core group of about, I guess, about 10 of us, um, where Claudia Black and Sharon Wegscheider was part of that with me, with Ellen Morehouse. Um, and, um, you know, during the break we were talking about getting annoyed. Well, we all were so annoyed <laughs> that we got together and we did something about it. Um, you know, anger can be our friend, uh, you know, if we channel it. So, yes. And I so, wish yes. more women would embrace that. You know, I, I see, um, I, I think we all have our own journey, and but I, but I see women who are competent and, and bright, and they sit in silence, and, and they're either seething because they're waiting to be acknowledged to voice their opinion, or they don't have the self-confidence to assert themselves, where men are conditioned, it doesn't matter whether you have anything bright to say or not, it's your right to say it. And, and so they come at things much differently than we do. Yes, they do. And um, part of that is the conditioning we have in school where um, more men play physical sports than girls do. I mean, girls may play soccer until puberty, and then they t- tend to drop out. And... Um, but which is not good because girls need to learn what boys have learned, which is that defeat is not personal. I, you know, when parents say to me, well, what's the one thing I should make sure my daughter does? And I say, play sports in middle school and high school. <laughs> because it teaches a sense of self and a sense of team, which when she gets to the world of work, is why, in part, men have an advantage over women because they don't take defeat personally. They, you know, they get, you know, pushed down, they get up again. We get pushed down, our feelings get hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. And we get stuck, and we get stuck. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, the, you know, our organization doesn't get the wisdom that we have to offer. Um, I'd like to read you a couple of quotes I have right at the beginning of my day eight, starring at work, developing confidence in your contributions. This first one is from Sarah Blakely, who is the founder of Spanx, and she is the youngest female billionaire in the world. And she says, don't be intimidated by what you don't know. That could be your greatest strength and ensure that you see things differently from everyone else. Now, isn't that wonderful? That is wonderful. Yeah, and she's made a gazillion dollars on Spanx, um, you know, which is those kind of body suits of different strengths um, and colors that help us, you know, have a more flattering silhouette. <laughs> so, you know, I honestly God think she got those from the Tower of London. You know, <laughs> I have one. And, and it was I like, don't know. I don't, I don't know. Care Maybe how she I did. Looked. This is way too uncomfortable. I, I can't even imagine, you know. Yes. I, I swear to God, they came from the Tower of London. I, I don't know. <laughs> but women are but, buying into um, that. But what she has to say is she saw the problem differently. And she was able to capitalize on that. Now, that would be a very terrific message for women to say, I see it differently here. And to go yeah. forward with sharing what they see differently. Instead of trying to be popular or patted on the head or being a good little girl that most women at work hate, but they, that's what they set themselves up for. And right. so what I'm saying to women is identify that what's going on is you're listening to that little voice, which is telling you to be a good little girl, your girly voice, and um, realize that if you have an answer to that voice, which is you're a girly thought, I don't have to listen to you, then you can use your adult self to move in and to solve the problem, deal with the guy who just is restating your brilliant point that you made 10 minutes ago that no one listened to. (laughs) You can state it again and say, you know, thanks, Jack, for agreeing with me with what I said 10 minutes ago, and I think we should, blah, blah, blah. We can take up space. And I just don't mean in our body, but in our spirit. 
at work. And um, we may not be popular, but we may be successful. And we have to decide what we want in life. And maybe there are other places, as women, we can be popular and loved, but maybe at work that's a place to excel and have fun and be creative, but not necessarily always be liked. That may not be the most important thing. Well, and so much of this is an inner journey. Yes. You know, um, I guess it all is, really. I mean, it's really the work we need to do as women to overcome these messages and whatever positive reframes we can have for ourselves, but how do we help our coworkers with those reframes as well? Well, somebody's got to start the ball rolling, so perhaps there's someone in your audience who can begin modeling this for the people in her office. Maybe she can catch herself and um, a common thing that women do in school and at work is begin a sentence by saying, I'm sorry, but... And maybe just skip the I'm sorry, but part and say, I suggest we, do, we tackle this this way. Or the answer to the question is this. Or, Professor, I don't agree with you. As opposed to we apologize. You know, we're good little girls and we apologize. And in, in apologizing, we swallow our power as opposed to stating our opinion. And our opinion is our power. And it's our girly thoughts that tell us to swallow our power again and again and again. Otherwise, we won't be liked. Otherwise, we'll be called the B word. And um, I, earlier in my career, I looked up because I was being called the B word. And I looked up to see what it was. <laughs> and the definition I found was that it was a female dog in heat. And I decided there was something complimentary about that. <laughs> so <laughs> I decided not to be afraid of it. <laughs> so, you know, embrace all of you women listening. Embrace your inner bee. <laughs> and have fun at work. Um, we, my book is designed, the, the Girly Thought 10-Day Detox Plan, is designed as a girlfriend book or a mother-daughter book. It's going to be so much easier to do this with somebody than just doing it on your own. Of course, you can do it on your own, but doing it with somebody makes it more of a fun journey so that if you have a coworker and um, you can begin to share your girly thoughts, um, you know, at lunch about, you know, how you tackled something versus how you thought you should have tackled something um, and to get support for what it is that's going on um, and, and the new you that's showing up. <laughs> at work. Um, One of the things we need to remember about work is that when we are hired, we are hired to do a job. There is a job description. There is a performance evaluation. And we need to do that job. Even though, and I wrote a blog about this, and by the way, I have a free blog women or men can subscribe to on my website. But even though in a recent study of Fortune 500 companies, when they looked at the performance evaluations across Fortune 500 companies of of men and women, over 70% of the women had something negative said about their personality in their performance evaluations. Do you want to guess, Mary, what percentage of men similarly had a negative statement about their personality put in their performance evaluation? 10%? 2%. Oh, my God. That's, so this is real stuff. You know, it's yeah. not in your imagination you're being too sensitive. It's not in any woman's imagination that there's a double standard. It's a question of what are we going to do about it. Are we going to further victimize ourselves because <laughs> there's a double standard and do it to ourselves? Or are we going to say, okay, I can be smarter than this and start working smartly, start you know, protecting ourselves smartly, start acting smartly as opposed to being victimized by what is clearly unfair. But on an individual basis, what are we going to do about it? Yes, collectively, politically, if women want to, they can do that. But, on, you know, in their office, in their office politics, there's a lot they can do just by how they handle themselves. Um, so I'm curious, what's day one? Well, day one 
you know, the first three days are really um, kind of setting yourself up to start thinking differently because that's what this is. It's a detox plan. So um, day one is the title is No, You're Not Crazy. Those are just your girly thoughts. And the reason why I said say this um, in this way is I gave a talk maybe just about a year ago at a, um, a Chamber of Commerce women's luncheon. And this very buttoned-up executive woman got me after the speech. And she said, I used to think it was just me. Now I don't know whether to be happy or sad, but I know it's all of us. Um, Women feel it's just them and that there's something wrong with them because they're thinking this way. So the first day is to really introduce women into this concept of girly thoughts. The second day is to introduce women to the concept of their power. So it's called the Wonder Woman in You. Now, I didn't know when I wrote this book, which was just released less than a month ago, that a book would come out on Wonder Woman, (laughs) which was just released. Um, But this is about the Wonder Woman in You and really how hard it is to kind of reach in and see those special parts of us. Day three is all in the original family, leading yourself to relative success. It focuses there, and it's a very timely chapter because I speak in there a lot about family stories and, and how family stories often disempower women and how to change stories in family gatherings. Um, and we'll be right back with our last time out with Dr. Gorman right after this commercial break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family-centered recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. How many times have you heard this? I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. You are what you eat. I've tried every diet. Diets don't work. It's time to stop this kind of madness and start thinking and feeling empowered to change your health. Tune in to The Raw Truth with Chef Sharon Fraser. Join us weekly for thought-provoking conversations with world-renowned experts in the food, medical, holistic, sports medicine, chiropractic, and naturopathic health sciences. The Raw Truth airs live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guests, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome to One Hour at a Time. This is Mary Woods. I'm your host today, and our guest is Dr. Patricia O'Gorman, who is an internationally renowned psychologist and coach. She's also a great public speaker, and she has been recognized for her work with women and children of alcoholics with uh, a strong focus on trauma. And before we go further, how can people get your book or contact you, Dr. O'Gorman? Okay. um, It's available in your local bricks-and-mortar bookstore. It's available online uh, through the usual channels and through its publisher, HCI. 
Um, and you can also go on my website, and I will link you that way to um, to buying it online. And that my website is Patricia O'Gorman, O-G-O-R-M-A-N dot com. And, um, and again, I have a blog there, which is absolutely free, and I encourage... Um, your listeners to subscribe to my blog, and um, and it comes out totally irregularly. So <laughs> it's kind of like the way <laughs> the way our, all of our lives work. So um, you know, I I I invite you to go and to read the blog and to get the book. It's my book, the Girly Thought Ten Day Detox Plan, has been described as a fun book about a very serious topic, but it is a fun book with a fun approach. Um, to it, and um, and I have you know it's divided into three parts, and the second part is detoxing in your intimate life, um, how your girly thoughts affect you personally, and I talk about beauty and sex, a lot about sex, so new research on women and sex, uh, about our obsession with staying forever young, um, which begins, by the way, um, with about age eleven or twelve with um, girls now doing what's called voice-upping or sexy girly voice, which is uh, girls when they're hitting puberty deciding to really keep talking like little girls um, and answering every question, as a, every statement with a question, the sky is blue. <laughs> um, oh, my God, that would drive me nuts. Oh, well, it's, it's actually educators are beginning to be concerned about this. So it's, it's one thing when um, women in the workplace or women in school decide to do this, but educators, middle school educators, are beginning to be concerned about girls who are purposely changing their voice so that they sound cute, adorable, and six, even though they are now about to move into high school. And my part three is how our girly thoughts affect us visibly. I talk about money, work, and parenting, how we inadvertently do this to our own kids. (laughs) Just all the things we said we'd never do, right? I'm never going to do like that. Right, right. But I say why you're doing that so you can stop beating yourself up, and I tell you what to do so, therefore, you can, you know, proceed in in another way. And um, one of the things I say, I recommend for mothers and daughters to do is to, you know, when they watch TV together, to identify the girly thoughts on TV. Just have fun identifying those because once you begin thinking this way and seeing it, it it's, you'll realize it's all around you. And then you have power because you're identifying something that is clearly not working, clearly tripping up the character in this drama or... Um, you know, this woman in this comedy, and um, then you have, you have a way of interacting with her, with each other, that's about this thing women do as opposed to being a victim because women feel a victim, and we, you know, there's enough that's wrong that makes it really hard in life that we don't have to do this to ourselves, and our girly thoughts are how we continue this with ourselves, and what I'm saying in my book is, Ladies, girlfriends, come on. You don't have to do this. Um, you really can take a very different path um, in your life that will really free you up. Um, uh, I mentioned sex earlier, and um, there's a whole chapter on sex. And, again, recent research is talking about the fact that um, women are so concerned about kissing beautifully and looking so beautifully when they kiss that they're not kissing passionately, that there is this weird disconnect between how we look and how we feel. And, um, and we're paying a price for that in our sexuality by, turn, by literally turning ourselves off um, as opposed to embracing our partner and enjoying that level of intimacy in our life. Um, these girly thoughts are everywhere, and they don't have to be. We can, by nailing them, by identifying them, by having a friend to do this with, say, hey, that's a girly thought. I'm not buying into it. You know, is, is you're talking about the construct of your book, and it's a 10-day detox, and I know you've spent most of your career working with people who experience a variety of addictive disorders. Have you thought about, in terms of maybe the next book, doing something in line with um, the, the spiritual process of this, 
much like what happens with people who go through 12-step, I mean, in terms of helping women get to the core to kind of address, like, that hole in their soul? Well, you know, I I may do that with, um, this is my ninth with the 11th book, but the next book I have planned to write after this is A Man's Guide to Girly Thoughts. Because any man I hear who hears about the book says, please write one, because I really don't understand what's going on with my girlfriend or my wife. Um, Because guys get really confused about why we get upset about the things we get upset about. Mm -hmm. And um, so this will be, you know, a guide for men, so therefore they can understand what the real problem is. And um, so therefore we can, you know, we can get support from them that we need. Because right now men are programmed to fix things and they get frustrated because they don't know what our problem is. Right, and we don't want to be fixed. Right, and we definitely don't want to be fixed. So that's a good thing. Then we can fix ourselves. And, you know, right. from a spiritual point of view, right in there with everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because my, my children are 30 and 27, and oh. they can just stop me in my tracks, and then they'll say to me, you sound just like Grandma. And it's like, oh, my God, I never, I never wanted to say that, or I never, you know... <laughs> It's like, it's like, oh my goodness, this isn't what I intended. And I think that, um, I think it's important for everybody to understand that these thoughts are neither right nor wrong, but it's what they do to us that's really important and that we, we have the power to change it and, and to really claim our life and claim our voice. And, um, and I think that what you're doing is really great. And, and I'm thinking we have a uh, claiming your voice, uh, group once a month for uh, women here at, the, at work. And I think maybe we ought to do this, do a luncheon, 10-day 10, 10 luncheon, and go through each of your chapters. <laughs> well, you know, that sounds mm-hmm. like a great idea. And if you want to Skype me in or if anybody in your audience would like to Skype me in or bring me in <laughs> to do what oh, I would yeah. love to do that. I would really love that. to do that. And um, yeah. that's a brilliant. Oh, Mary, then we can keep working together. I would like that. <laughs> oh, I would too. I would too. Someday we're going to get a women's program together, and then you're going to be able to really help us. So, well, um, I would so, love that because so, I, I've developed this proposal now to really um, how to insert women into women's treatment. Um, <laughs> because so much of our treatment is about the symptoms, which are very important. It's the eating disorder. It's the depression. You know, it's the trauma. Really important to address. But I think we have to also address the woman's part of it, which is where these girly thoughts come in, and because they are part and parcel of being a woman, and how can we hold that along with everything else and treat them both? Um, thank you so much for being our guest today. The hour just flew by, and I hope you have a very happy um, Thanksgiving, and I hope all of our listeners have a wonderful Thanksgiving as well. Um, John McAndrew will be your host next week. So. Um, Thanks again, Dr. O'Gorman. It's my pleasure, Mary. Thank you. And I look forward to hearing from your listeners. Take care. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. We appreciate you joining us today for One Hour at a Time. Successful recovery from a substance abuse problem or mental illness depends on education and support of loved ones. Thank you for being that support system. Be sure to tune in next week for another hour of education and compassion. One hour at a time. We'll see you next week.